grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today from 2 Timothy. Paul writes, I endure, and really today's sermon's about enduring. I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain salvation that is in Christ Jesus with an eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we died with him, we will also live with him, and if we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, though, he'll deny us. Dear friends of Christ, in life there's pains, there's trials and difficulties. It's just the way of things. We are a cursed people. We live under the curse of sin. And for those kind of trials that are in our lives, and you may be dealing with them uh, today in your life, there are three lessons. Our Old Testament, our epistle, and our gospel. Uh, In our Old Testament lesson, you've got um, Ruth, who lost her son and husband's grief. Uh, In our epistle, you've got Paul in prison because he wouldn't quit talking about Jesus. And then you have the lepers, the lepers in our gospel lesson. Well, and of course, lepers, they're in the process of dying. And so they're, they're, you know, how do you deal with earthly challenges like that? How do you endure? Paul writes, if we endure... We will reign with Christ. You know, troubles, burdens, trials of life have two outcomes I've noticed. It will either draw you further away from Jesus, or your troubles will draw you nearer to Jesus. Very rarely is there an in-between. And so, which is wiser? Which is the wiser, to draw away or to draw near? And of course, I hope it's obvious, because it serves as our theme, turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. In our Old Testament lesson, we read about Naomi. Now, Naomi had her two daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpha. They were without, they lost their whole family. Uh, uh, Naomi had lost her husband. And Ruth and Orpha had lost their husbands. And so they were the three widows. And, of course, they're grieving. Grief is a powerful thing. If you've ever experienced grief, losing a, a child, a son, a husband, it's a trial. It's a difficult challenge. And Naomi is not dealing with it well. Not dealing with it well at all. And she decides to go back to Bethlehem and to return to her land, to return to her people, to return to the Lord, the place where faith is at, because she needed her people. She needed to be strengthened by her people who believed in in God. She encouraged her daughter-in-laws, daughters-in-law to stay home. Stay home. And of course, uh, worship your own gods, get married again. And Ruth said, don't urge me to leave you or to return from following you. Her daughter-in-law said, because where you go, I'm going to go. Where you're going to lodge, I'm going to lodge. Your people are my people, your God, my God. Not only did Naomi know the Lord was her strength, Ruth knew the Lord is my strength. She knew if she was going to overcome this burden of losing a husband, that she was going to have to turn to the Lord too, be with the Lord's people. And so she wanted to live among the Lord's people, for spiritual strength. So they both turned to the Lord. 
And what would you have done if your spouse died and your two children died? How would a thing like that affect you? Would, would you return to the Lord for strength? Would you draw nearer to the Lord for comfort? Or would it drive you further away from the Lord because you would think he's judging you? Naomi was having a difficult time with that. The Lord struck me down. The Lord has been mean to me. Another example, though, in our, in our lessons today is our gospel. We have the ten lepers. And, of course, back then, leprosy, terrible disease. It was a sentence of death. Uh, it was incurable. And, of course, if you got it, it's, uh, how would you handle an adversity like that? Getting a disease where you have to leave your family, uh, they can't watch you die, they can't be with you when you die, you just have to go away on your own, in your own community, how would that affect you spiritually? How would that, aspect, how would that affect your relationship with your Jesus? How would your heart handle adversity like that? Well, the ten lepers, they were dying, and they cried out to the Lord for help. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So Ruth and Naomi turned to the Lord. The ten lepers, they turned to the Lord. They endured. And you know how it went. Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. But there's a hidden point you don't really see. As they were going to the priest, because they had to do that, show the, show the priest that they're healed in order to be declared healed, Jesus said, go to the priests. Do you know who the high priest is? Jesus. Go to the priest. We missed that in the story. Ten went to go show themselves to the priests. One remembered the high priest. One returned to the Lord. In the midst of his suffering, in the midst of his pain, in the presence of his joy and victory, he said, I'm returning to the one who healed me. I'm returning to God for strength. There's adversity and there's good times, bad times and good times. And only one returned to thank the Lord. Only one returned to give praise. Listen, not everything in life is a trial. Not everything in life is a burden. There are moments of joy, moments of, 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 of blessings too. And what do you do during those times? Do you return to give thanks? Do you turn to the Lord? Or do you just take it all for granted and go about your way? Well, we have another example. We have the life of Paul. Again, another life of difficulty. He dealt with one difficult thing after another. He gives a list of all the things, how he was stoned and how he was shipwrecked. And I won't go through all that because it takes quite a while. Because, man, if there's any, ever anybody who should lose faith over trials, it was Paul. His life was one mess, one burden. And he wrote to 2 Timothy, he wrote 2 Timothy, and as he did, Paul was an old man. He was an old guy by this time, an old man in prison. And now he'd been in prison before, but not like this. The prison that he was at when he was in prison before was at like a house arrest. This was different, much different. It was worse. This prison was like a cold dungeon, and he was in chains. 
he was facing execution. And he had no wife to comfort him. There were no children. He never married. No children he could lean on. As he faced death in that cold dungeon, he was all alone. All alone as his execution drew near. This is Paul's final letter that he wrote. You could say it's his last will and testament. And in his last will and testament, he gives his dying hope for Timothy and for all pastors who are proclaiming the gospel. Think over what what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ. In the midst of Paul's trials, he uses the word remember. We could say, turn to Jesus. Right? Same thing. In the midst of your adversity, remember. Turn to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. But let's take the first phrase. Think over what I say. Paul's saying, use your brains. He's telling Timothy to apply his mind. Use your reason. Use your intellect. Turn to the Bible. Turn to Jesus. So many times when we have adversity, we don't turn to the Bible. We turn everywhere else. When times are rough, do you turn to Scripture? Open it up? Maybe you do. But when it comes to Scripture, Paul tells Timothy and to all of us, use your brain. Open it. Read it. Learn it. Study it. Ponder it. Meditate upon it. Because as you open up, give that word your full attention, because you open up that word, guess who's there? Jesus. That's why we attend Bible study. That's that's why we listen to sermons. That's why you listen to podcasts from our Lutheran radio station, KFUO. For those of you who listen to those podcasts, I know there are some of you who do. Why do we do that? Because the Word of God exhorts us all. Think it over. Think it over. Use your brains. Apply your minds that we might learn God's Word. And there's a promise attached to that command to think it over. Did you catch it? Paul writes, Think over what I have to say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. He doesn't say for, you know, that you might gain insights in a few things. No, he says that you might gain understanding in everything, clarity instead of confusion, insight instead of ignorance. If you turn to the Lord, turn to your Bible, you'll find spiritual strength. Ruth and Naomi, they turned to the Lord. The one leper, he returned to the Lord, looking for spiritual strength. And the command is clear for you too. Turn to the Lord. Turn to the Scripture. Are you in need of spiritual strength? Your relationship with Jesus, just the way you want it? How are you dealing with the difficult things? Are you stuck in any certain sins? Is your life a struggle? Then what should you do? What should you do? Delve deeper into your sin? No. Draw further away from the Lord? No. Turn to Jesus. 
Turn to Jesus. Think it over. Think what I have to say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Use your God-given intelligence to study His Word. And you know who is at the very heart of Scripture, don't you? Who is at the very heart of Scripture? Jesus. You open it up, Jesus is there. From Genesis to Revelation, it's all about Jesus. And you open it up, and there He is. And Paul directs us, remember Jesus Christ who rose from the dead. Paul's entire ministry could be summed up with that one sentence, remember, remember Jesus. So in the midst of your busy life, remember Jesus Christ, turn to Him. In the midst of your joys and times of sorrow, remember Jesus Christ, turn to Him. When you're overwhelmed by an imposing fear of death, Remember Jesus Christ. Turn to Him. When you're basking in victory and success, remember Jesus Christ. Turn to Him. Like the leper did. However, remembering may not be what you think it to be. Remembering is more than just recalling a mental exercise where you recall specific people or specific times or specific places biblical remembering is different biblical remembering takes on an additional meaning it means doing deeds doing something like the one leper remembered he remembered i have to go see the high priest and he went back and acts and he thanked and he praised and he bowed and he worshiped acts and deeds Remembering. To remember means to take action. So much more than just remembering a Bible story about Jesus. Opening up the Bible and saying, well, there's a, there's a few stories about Jesus. There, I'm all taken care of. No, to remember means to turn to Jesus. To structure your whole life around who He is. To structure your whole life around His promises. It means that you turn to Jesus. As the first commandment teaches, put him first in all things, right? Put him first. Turn to Jesus. To remember means to come to church to worship him. Acts. To remember means to bow your head in prayer and thanksgiving. Acts and deeds. To remember means that you remember the Lord in in your offerings To remember means you come to his table to receive his body and blood. To remember means that you love others as Christ has loved you. To remember means to repent, to turn away from your sins, and to turn closer to Jesus. To remember means to turn to Jesus. And you're remembering right now, that's why you're here. There are some who are forgetting today. They've forgotten the Lord this day. They haven't returned to give thanks. They chose not to be here. Where are the other nine? You you remember today as you confess your sins. You sing the hymns. And as you sing the hymns, you're giving thanks to God. Did you pay attention how you did that? Give thanks 
with a grateful heart, give thanks. Did you just sing that or did you pay attention to it? Pay attention to all that, do we? You're remembering when you come to Jesus and you hear his word, sing his praise. You remember Jesus as you confess those sins of which you're so ashamed. And then the pastor stands up and he says, In the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. You remember and you act. And you walk away and you repent and you change your life for Jesus. You remember when you confess those things. The faith once delivered to the saints. You remember when you kneel at the altar and you receive his body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. You remember, take and eat, remember him until he comes again. With his body and blood. Jesus, uh, Paul. Paul turned to Jesus for strength to endure all things. And he writes, I endure everything for the sake of the elect for the church, that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy. For if we have died with him, we'll also live with him. If we endure, we'll also reign with him. And then the negative, if we deny him, he'll also deny us. If we're faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself, which means... If we're faithless, he has to keep his promise and condemn us. Remember Jesus. Turn to him. In the midst of all suffering, in the midst of all challenges, in the midst of all difficulties and suffering and death, remember Jesus, turn to him, and God assures us, I'll never leave you. In fact, he promises to elevate us. He promises to restore us. If not our health here like he did the leper, he will restore us in the kingdom of God for all eternity. By virtue of our faith, we have this comfort. We have this comfort. By virtue of our faith, we have this promise. God will give us honor and dignity. And he makes us kings and priests to serve with him. However, there's the other side of the coin. There are those who don't return. There are those who reject, who fail to repent, who fail to remember. And God keeps his promises to them too. He will deny them. God cannot break a promise. And God promises, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you and your family, and you'll be saved. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.